0: made the move north so really a lot of self-reflection and you know what comes next and I asked our creator to you know bring me something where I'm going to be immersed in our culture bring me to a place where I can give back
1: Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem.
2: And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is, at its core, a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Every week, we have wonderful conversations with a lot of great guests from many different backgrounds. These are policymakers, healers, entrepreneurs social media content creators, a bunch of different people. They're all awesome. We talk to them about their gifts and how they share those gifts with their community. And it centers around a big point of purpose in our lives. And we're continuing that mission today. How's it going, Leah?
1: It's going well. How about you, Cole?
2: Very good. It's like the season of testing right now. So um, I just did another t- at-home test. Testing? Yeah, COVID testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the at-home test, so I swab the nose and all that stuff. We're doing weekly tests at work. So how about you? Are you, are you doing a bunch of tests now? The kiddo and you and all that stuff?
1: Um, Not so many. We don't have, I think we have a couple tests available to us that we had from a couple months ago. That's right. Um, but, you know, it's a time of year where I become a turtle and like <laughs> stick my little legs <laughs> My little legs and head into my shell.
2: (laughs) I've become just more like a turtle than I already am. So
1: (laughs) sacred. (laughs) But yeah, we have been inside. We've been playing board games. Yes. Uh, We've been playing virtual with our VR headset. We have been, you know, reading together. So it's been a lot of family time. Sure. And uh, yeah, pretty low key. Let's just say. That's good. That's
2: good. <laughs> Except for when you're really going for the high score in that Oculus VR Blade <laughs> music game, whatever the heck it's called
1: Beat Saber. Beat Saber, that's it, yes. So, our guest today is Beth Ann Dodds. Beth Ann Dodds is a first-generation descendant of the White Earth Nation. She's also the project coordinator for the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. And the initiative is part of Indigenous Visioning. They're a Native-owned organization that supports tribal communities and partnerships and seeks to positively impact the experiences of children and families within tribal communities. And the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative is part of that. And I've actually had the pleasure of speaking with Beth Ann Dodds a couple times now, and she's really passionate about the work she does. Also, Beth Ann Dodds is a musician. She's a fellow musician. So we'll hear more about her, her career, and what keeps her going. So here we are, Beth Ann Dodds. boujou, boujou, boujou. Howdy. How's everybody today?
2: Very good.
1: Really well, thank you. How are you? Very good. Excellent.
2: All right. Uh, Could you, you know, just start out by introducing yourself and where you're joining us from?
1: My name
0: is Beth Ann Dodds. I am a first-generation descendant of the White Earth Nation, and I am coming to you today from 11 miles east of Park Rapids.
2: Very nice. Um, So... How are you and your family doing during the pandemic?
0: You know, it's been uh, it's been strange, I'm sure, as everybody can also say. I moved from the Twin Cities in May of 2020. So right when the pandemic really <clears throat> got moving and got amped up and the George Floyd event happened and... On May 30th, my big transport truck full of all of my belongings and me in my car looking in my rearview mirror leaving my neighborhood and seeing it on fire Mm -hmm. and in the middle of a pandemic and not knowing what what was going to happen but knew I needed to move north. I knew I needed to be near my elders. I knew I needed to get away from the... Um, dense energy grid that a city can have. I needed more space between me and the stars. I needed more.
1: Mm.
0: And um, I'm an empath and feel things very deeply. And it was um, a much needed move for me to be able to connect with myself deeper. And Here
1: I am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. So Bethann, what is going on in your world right now? And is there anything that's on the top of your mind?
0: You know, I think what's on my mind right now is after making the move north, you know, I felt the calling to come and be with myself more, but it's also put me in a trajectory of Um, diving deeper into our Ojibwe culture and understanding what that is for me and viewing myself as an empath through that Ojibwe lens. That is um, something that's very important to me. Um, I know who I am, but I'd like a little bit more through the Ojibwe lens. When I moved north, That question within my mind was, what are you going to do? Where are you going to emerge as this pandemic ends? It took a year off from work after I made the move north. So really a lot of self-reflection and, you know, what comes next? And I asked our creator to, you know, bring me something where I'm going to be immersed in our culture bring me to a place where i can give back i was open to anything i was really open to you know following that those those guideposts that you know god spirit creator can can put there for you and if you pay attention you'll see them and friendship of mine barb faber who owns indigenous visioning where i'm the project coordinator um, we were friends and and she brought me this opportunity to coordinate the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. And I thought, yes, there it is. That's how I can immerse myself. And not only am I getting to immerse myself in the White Earth Nation where my family is from, but I'm also getting to experience being immersed in the Red Lake Nation. And so I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a double dose. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you just might get it. One hundred percent, because I know I, I hear so much. I recognize a lot of your story in myself as well, like moving up north and feeling the draw, and I just love living among the trees oh. but i like the city
0: too <laughs> i do too i do escape down there my my children live in the cities so i do mm. visit often and and head back into the music community that's down there mm-hmm. that is a, a very near and dear part of my heart so when i can i go but then it's always good to come back home
1: <laughs> yeah Great. So you're project coordinator for Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. And you just said you're also a musician. And what is that like, you know, after moving to the Northwoods? What, what did you experience that was different? Or what did you see? The, what signs did you see? Maybe that's something that you Well, out.
0: it's been slow moving north in, in respects to, to my music career, it, it, it's, uh, there aren't as many musicians up here as there were down there and my contacts and my, you know, well-established relationships they're they're all, they're all down there. Um, have recently started to work again with, uh, some former bandmates and, uh, we're going to start to do a lot of it online and when I can get to the cities and and perform live then we'll do that and they'll come up here too and and we'll jump in up in this neck of the woods and see if anybody <laughs> likes what we do.
2: <laughs> nice. What oh. kind of what kind of band is it? Like what are the instruments involved? What are you are you the singer or
0: I am the singer. Um I do write a bit of the music that comes from the poetry I write but I'm also an individual that will wake up in the morning and there's the song in my head. The the melody is there. Um, I've always had a musical partner in my life that I've been able to turn to, that we've been able to put it down on paper and and record it. And um, I lost my musical partner and life partner in 2016. And so since then, it's been a lot of stop and starts and um, redefining Beth Ann as a singer-songwriter without my partner, Bruce. That's been a journey in itself. But just keeping plugging away. I haven't found the right fit up here, but um, that doesn't mean that it isn't coming. And I'm looking for those guideposts. And, Maybe returning back to uh, the Twin Cities and my connections down there will help further connections up here.
2: You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Beth Ann Dodds, a first-generation descendant of White Earth Nation. She's a musician and also the project coordinator for the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative.
1: Well, can you tell us a bit about how you got into music? Well, I grew up in the Episcopal Church Choir.
0: Mm-hmm. Hearing that was always extremely moving. I remember writing a song when I was probably 10 years old in my old cassette recorder. It was um, just always a part of my life, whether, you know, when I was younger, it was musical theater and I loved being in the, in the ensemble, the chorus ensemble singing. And I've also always written poetry is a a big passion of mine. And, you know, that creative flow that happens for me to be able to express myself, you know, in the written word, I lived in Toronto for a brief time, married a Canadian and had my kids in Canada and returned back to the Twin Cities in 1996. And shortly after moving back, a friend from high school called me one day and said, I know you write and I know you can sing. And I've been in a cover band for a few years, but I don't want to do it anymore. I want to put together an original band. Do you want to join me? And I said, yes. I was a young mom and jumped into the original music scene in the Twin Cities. And my kids often tell the joke that they can't hear as 28 and 30 year old adults, they can't hear at that age because they grew up in front of a PA speaker. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> So, yeah, jumped into that scene and and had a blast doing it and you know, young mom and and it wasn't until I auditioned for um I auditioned for Bruce Jackson and got the job and fell in love with him. And that changed the trajectory of writing um It gave me a a big introduction to multiple genres of music and incorporating that into my musical world. Um, My partner, Bruce, played in reggae and jazz and uh, folk, and he was in every genre and ran with it. Got involved in the bands he was involved in. I was a singer. I'd join those bands as a backup singer and step out on lead for some songs and it helped me tap into more of my own creative ability and in, in bringing myself out through music and it was it was a just a magical beautiful journey and mm-hmm. Couldn't have asked for anything better.
1: That's really wonderful. That sounds so special. It's amazing how music can affect our lives. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Bethan Dodds, a first-generation descendant of the White Earth Nation. She's a musician and she's also the project coordinator for the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. So Bethan, can you talk to us about the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative? Uh, maybe give us um, an overview and why it's important in the community. So the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative
0: is a 21 week course that integrates child development, leadership, democracy skills, and Ojibwe culture into a parent curriculum that helps empower the parent voice in our tribal communities.
1: That's so great. Uh, Can you talk about your path to the initiative and kind of what keeps you going and what gets you out of bed in the morning? Because it sounds like the work is pretty significant to you.
0: It is. I feel very enthusiastic about it. You know, I define my life. um, there's, There's this large moment, it feels like, at age 47 when my partner Bruce died. And I view my life as before he died and after he died. And after he died, I went into a bit of a dark night of the soul. And I had to dig deep about Who is Beth Ann now that Bruce has died? One thing that Bruce taught me, he, when we fell in love in 2008, within a few months, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given six months to live. He began this journey of self-love and started to incorporate the law of attraction principles into his world. I joined him and we changed that self-talk that happens within ourselves. You know, we can beat ourselves up pretty good on a regular basis. If, if you're not mindful about, it. and Bruce took that six month death sentence and turned it into eight more years. And blew everybody away at his will to live through self-love, and what happens when you turn inwards and practice that on yourself? The ripple effect that happens to those that are in your life is huge. We watched it happen on stage with with our fans. Uh, the reciprocation that would happen because of the beliefs that were happening within ourselves, and the interaction of between us on stage, and then the interaction of the audience between us and the audience—it was love. And um, my background is in uh, community dining sites in the Twin Cities. I, I worked for Loaves and Fishes for many years. Um, most people might know them as soup kitchens. We watched it happen there by. Shining love onto people and, and giving them dig- dignity in, in ways that they might not have experienced it. We brought live music into the dining sites on a regular basis. It's just amazing what can happen when you take a look at yourself and make some changes that are all based in love. And self-perception is, is, is key, and this initiative is about self-perception. It's about self-reflection. It's about tuning in and and looking at your life and what has created you in the now today. And you know you have to be vulnerable. You have to be able to dig deep and and look at the possible trauma in your life that you faced that has created the life that you're living now. You know, it's it's about this initiative delves into self-perception and by reflecting on yourself and knowing where you come from and the challenges that you face is the beginning of creating change. Learning about yourself and learning about how you think and and what you believe is a step towards self-love. And, you know, this initiative, coordinating this initiative is is just right up my alley to be able to help empower people through that way of the self-perception about, you know, about sharing their self-love starts with themselves. It moves to their children. It moves to their elders. It creates a ripple effect in their community. Um, Love is very powerful. And if we are able to love ourselves first, you know, the ripple effects are large.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, Ann. Yeah. I, I hear that. And what I'm hearing from that is when we learn to love ourselves We know ourselves, and we have a strong foundation to stand on from which we can speak our true selves. We can speak our heart, knowing our heart. uh, And that is in of itself empowering our voices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. Wonderful. And so you're helping... Parents with that self love, with that evaluation and inward looking uh, ways of understanding their responses and their reactions and histories with, with systems, right? And so, how can parents move through and communicate among a system? or systems uh, in an empowered way. And part of that is through exactly what you're talking about, that self-love and self-knowing. Yeah, the self-reflection. Hmm. And then this is from a larger initiative, uh, a national initiative, right?
0: The National Parent Leadership Institute and they are currently in 55 communities around the nation. And White Earth and Red Lake are the second and third tribal nations to be implementing this. And what makes us a little more unique is the Indigenous Foundations curriculum developed by Dr. Anton Troyer and tribal elders from White Earth and Red Lake.
1: And how does the Ojibwe culture inform the curriculum?
0: It is a curriculum designed uh, through the four seasons. And through those four seasons, there are five sessions. And it's everything from uh rites of passage with young men and women to uh how to harvest a sema and use it in a traditional way. Um, the curriculum is designed to match the core concepts of the National Parent Leadership Institute curriculum. And so in the session that talks about communication, uh, the Indigenous Foundation's curriculum is matched by the Ojibwe custom of offering tobacco when uh, you are communicating with another person as as a way of showing respect. So, um, the the core concepts match nicely and hasn't been done this way. In this way, in which it's a civics curriculum uh, paired with the cultural curriculum.
2: Very nice. Um, so you, you talk a lot about the empowered voices of parents. What does it look like uh, when a parent has this empowered voice?
0: Um, you know, we're just implementing. So we haven't seen any of this impact yet in our tribal communities. But in these other communities across the nation, you know, the empowered voice is parents getting elected to school boards. It's a playground being built. It's a seat on the city council. It is advocacy groups being formed for disabled children. It is a stop sign getting put on a road that desperately needed one. It is everybody has their their voice and and what I like to call um, the gifts in the toolbox. All everybody has a gift in some way. And these parents are gonna come to us with that little toolbox. They just may not know everything that's in there and they need to dig a little deeper and discover and 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 we hope this initiative is going to bring that out in our community.
2: Very nice. And how do how would a parent approach and find this these resources uh, and find the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative?
0: If people want to find us, we are on Facebook, Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative. We Post everything about anything involving the initiative there. They can also visit our website at indigenousvisioning.com.
1: Really wonderful, Beth Ann. Thank you so much, Jimmy for sharing your words with us today. I really appreciate it. Really wonderful. What a gift. Thank you, Leah. <laughs> Thank you, Cole.
2: Thank you so much. And um, you know, uh, I'd like to say sorry for your loss. Um, it's, can't imagine. And just that, you know, it's clear that at least self-love has positively impacted your life and others around you. And that's very wonderful to hear, for sure.
0: Thank you. I love that I had the opportunity to share my story today. Miigwech.
2: Yeah. Have a great night. And we hope to stay in touch.
0: All right. Thank you. Giga Wabba Giga
2: Bye. That was very wonderful. Lots of lessons from the chat, as always. Yes. Important. The importance of self-love. Um, and also, you know, the importance of parents being empowered and involved in school matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad... That we have p- wonderful people like Beth Ann.
1: And it is totally aligned with Native lights and people realizing their gifts and sharing them with the community.
2: Wow. So thank you to Beth Ann Dodds. We have uh, links to the Indigenous Parent Leadership Initiative uh, on the episode page notes at mnnativenews.org.
1: And we're going to let Beth Ann Dodds and her late partner Bruce Jackson play us out here with Heart of Hearts. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. great for listening. Giga Wubman.
2: Giga Wabman.
1: Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.